up, everyone? Thank you for tuning into Tethered, a podcast dedicated to helping followers of Jesus stay connected to Him day by day. My prayer for this episode is that it would encourage you, challenge you, and propel you to abide more deeply in Jesus. I hope you're encouraged by this episode. Let's jump right on in. What's up, everyone? Once again, this is your host, Joey Morales. I really appreciate you listening to episodes here on Tethered. If you've been impacted in any way by these episodes, please subscribe to the podcast to keep up to date on when episodes drop, and please share with your friends and family on social media how you share things. I would really appreciate it. In the last episode, Students Assemble, I chatted with the students about the listener who may feel inadequate to serve the Lord. And I encourage the listener to maybe reconsider their position. I would love to continue teaching that God does want to use you no matter what gifts you have on this episode. I want to show you how the gospel allows all of God's people to be used for His purposes. Hopefully through this episode, you'll walk away feeling more adequate in the ways that God has gifted you as a result of seeing that Jesus is adequate. Without further ado... Here is today's episode. Well, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Tethered. I want to speak on this topic because it's easy for us as followers of Jesus to struggle with the thought of inadequacy. It's easy to forget how God has uniquely gifted us in ways to best serve one another and to love one one another. In the end, we serve because we see Jesus is worthy, or you could say adequate. I'm going to go ahead and read from 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 10 through 11, and this is what it says. It says, Just as one, each one, has received the gift, use it to serve others as good stewards of the buried grace of God. If anyone speaks, Let it be as one who speaks God's words. If anyone serves, let it be from the strength God provides, so that God may be glorified through Jesus Christ in everything. To Him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. We all have been given gifts by God to bring benefit to our churches, parachurch ministries, workplaces, classes, etc. He wants us to use those gifts to bless others, and in the end, it brings glory to Him. I'm going to go ahead and pray, and then we're going to get right into it. Lord Jesus, we are so grateful that God, You are holy and righteous and good. Thank You for being a faithful Father, God. Thank You for the adequate work You did on the cross. Um, You could say the sufficient work. On the cross, God, what you did on the cross was sufficient for us in order to be made right before you. And that's because, God, it was motivated by your love, by your grace, by your mercy, God. I do pray, whoever's listening to this episode, God, that they would walk away encouraged and walk away placing their trust in seeing you as adequate, even though, God, they may be feeling inadequate. And so, Lord, thank you again for... Each and every person listening, God, who may feel that 
they don't matter in their local church or feel like they don't matter in their workplace or their ministry. So, Lord, thank you again for being faithful. In your son's name, we pray these things. Amen. So, yeah, we all want to be useful. But do you feel like your life counts? Bill Gates invented the computer as we know it. And Mark Zuckerberg invented Facebook. What have you and I done? What about ordinary people like us who are not well known in the culture? We all want to impact the world, but may not have the opportunities other people have. We feel worthless as a result. We work hard in the things we are passionate about. Yet we feel we do not achieve the results we desire. This is called inadequacy. How does inadequacy affect us? It makes us feel hopeless. We desire to do great things for the world, yet at times we feel like nothing can be accomplished because we are not noticed by others. Inadequacy may cause us to feel depressed. Inadequacy may drive us to despair and hopelessness because we do not find success in our pursuits. Inadequacy may also lead us to seek comfort in treacherous sin because we believe we are worthless. Inadequacy instead should point us to the gospel. The gospel is this in summary. Jesus died on the cross as a substitute to save save us from the wrath of God that we deserve as a result of our sinful nature so that we may have eternal life. So the gospel should free us then from not feeling inadequate, right? Well, inadequacy can manifest itself in the lives of ordinary Christians. The desire to be used by God in a variety of ways. There are Christians who feel they must become preachers or artists or influencers to reach the lost with the gospel. This is a common misconception. They are passionate to share the gospel of a lost world, but they feel like they are not adequate enough because they are not, quote, rock star Christians. If you confess Jesus as Lord, repented of your sins, and surrendered your life to Christ, He is adequate. And because He is adequate, you have your worth in Him, even though you may not feel worthy. So, therefore, you don't have to be a rock star Christian. Instead, you are indispensable. Let me present to you how Jesus Christ is adequate. Let me present to you, dear listener, how in His church you are not inadequate, but indispensable. Read what the Apostle Paul wrote in his first letter to the church in Corinth. And this is what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 to 26. It's a long passage, so buckle in. We're going to read this and we're going to look into this. Here's what it says. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free. And all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would make it, make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? 
if the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our presentable parts do not require. But God has composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. So this passage we just read was written for the betterment of the church. Paul uses the human body as an analogy to explain how the church should function. People in the church are referred to as, quote, members. They're represented as body parts. Some people are considered ears. Some people are considered eyes. And some, pe- and some people are considered feet. Paul uses this imagery to show that every part is of equal importance in the body. Your body cannot function well if you do not have the eyes to see, a nose to smell things, and having feet to walk. The same thing goes for the church. Every person that belongs to the church is important. And Paul actually mentions this in 1 Corinthians 12, verses 22 to 23. He says, On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. This word indispensable, you may have not heard of it. Let me go ahead and define what it means. So this word indispensable means absolutely necessary, essential, or requisite. Look at, the, look at the word before indispensable in this verse we just read. God uses parts of the body that seem to be weaker. That's the word, weaker. For the growth of his church. After the word indispensable, it says, Those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greatest honor. So the definition of bestowing is to present as a gift. Think about that for a minute. The fact that the less honorable parts of the body, the greater honor is bestowed or presented as a gift means that if you feel like you're in your church and you feel like you're not doing enough, if you feel like you're in those low-level positions, or even in your workplace if you feel like you're in those low-level positions, You matter. This is great. The church, the movement of God, your workplace, wherever you serve, needs ordinary people in their midst who do not have high titles to faithfully carry out the mission God has given to them. The church needs everyone to do their part because of the common salvation that is shared in the Lord Jesus. 
It means if, the, if you're changing diapers in the nursery during a church service or leading a Bible study, you're vital to the work of the Lord. The church needs you. The church consists of a, of a diverse group of people who are united for one common reason, belonging to the Lord Jesus Christ, growing together to know the Lord Jesus Christ, and going at it together. The church was baptized into His body through regeneration by means of the grace of God, leading to deliverance from the wrath of God. Every person belonging to Christ has a gift that is useful to build up members of the church. It doesn't matter what ethnicity, socioeconomic background, or gift you possess. Every single person who belongs to the church matters. You, dear listener, matter to your church. You matter to God's sovereign plan for the redemption of people. All people, including you, have the variety of gifts to accomplish the mission of God. I'm going to repeat that again. You matter to your church. You matter to God's sovereign plan for the redemption of people. You have a variety of gifts to accomplish the mission of God. The church is the representation of Jesus in the world. Paul says in the passage, same passage, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 13 through 14. For in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. Jews or Greeks, slaves or free. And all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. In my own life, I, I struggle with inadequacy. Even after I started following Christ. My friend Joe shared the gospel with me in February of 2010. And I surrendered my life to Christ. There were seasons in my life where I was not growing. I flunked out of college. I got into massive debt. I was stuck in a pornography addiction. I was not in the growing season and felt inadequate. In March of 2015, when I was at my lowest, I met a person who reminded me of the gospel. The gospel pierced my heart and began to transform me. I was growing like when I first became a believer of Jesus, a follower of Jesus. All this was part of the providence of God. God allowed all this to happen so my eyes would be opened and later on, he would use his experience to encourage, to encourage others in the church. And so I'm really grateful for the Lord using this to, to humble me, to sanctify me, and allowed me to be used in the context of the local church, campus ministry that I serve with, and then being able to use it in workplaces or wherever I go to be able to you know provide people that are newer in their faith with wisdom that they could carry on with them so they can grow in their faith. And so I would just encourage you, like if you're in a in a season where you may be feeling inadequate, hang on to hang on to Christ. Let him continue to transform you by means of his word. Because I know it's easy to have that temptation to think, oh I'm just doing all these things. I'm inadequate. Like the Lord is going to use that for your good and His glory. And so one of my favorite verses in the Bible is 2 Corinthians 12.9. This is what it says. But He, being Jesus, said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly 
of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. The context of this verse is that Paul had a, quote, thorn in his flesh. So there are four possibilities of what the thorn in the flesh could mean. And I get all these from the ESV study Bible. One, Paul's inner psychological struggles. That could be. Two, Paul's opponents who continue to persecute him. That could be a possibility. Three, some kind of physical affliction which could include, but not limited to poor eyesight, malaria fever, or severe migraine headaches. That could be a possibility. Or lastly, some kind of demonic harassment. The thorn in Paul's flesh is a mystery, but he had some affliction. Paul asked the Lord three times that this affliction would leave him. Paul, in a weak moment, assured by Christ's declaration that his earthly weaknesses would be the platform for demonstrating the Lord's power. Paul understood that Christ alone was adequate because of his grace. Paul himself, arguably the greatest missionary who ever lived, struggled with inadequacy. Before he placed his faith in Jesus, he persecuted Christians. Think about that. (laughs) Paul himself killed and persecuted Christians. And yet he was used by God to be perhaps the greatest missionary known to man. But on his way uh, to Damascus, as we read in the book of Acts, Jesus knocked him to his knees and saved him from his sins. Paul's life was changed as as a result. From there, he was able to proclaim the gospel throughout the Roman Empire. He experienced trials. Throughout scripture, we we see that he struggled with inadequacy while experiencing these hardships. God used him in his weaknesses because he understood that God's grace was sufficient and his power is made perfect in weakness. 2 Corinthians 12.9 perfectly describes Paul's life as a Christian. Even in our own weaknesses, Christ is adequate. When we feel inadequate, it's because apart from Christ, we are. Jesus himself is adequate, and we can trust him. Is it not expected that that God uses the strong? Isn't that the expectation of this world that only the stronger can be used over the weak? It's actually quite the contrary. God uses the weak. 2 Corinthians 12.9 gives me hope personally to press onto Christ for adequacy. There have been moments where I have felt weak, but the Lord providentially allowed weak moments to happen so that I may truly experience His sufficient, or you could say, adequate grace. 2 Corinthians 12.9 allowed me to understand how deeply the Lord demonstrates His grace and uses weaknesses especially when I when I feel inadequate to be involved in my church, in campus ministry, at work, wherever I go. And this is true for you. God wants to use you in your weaknesses because sometimes your weaknesses can be able to point people who may be going through those same weaknesses to Jesus. And so that should bring you comfort as you're listening to this. And so for me personally, I'm glad that in my church, I help, you know, coordinate the membership meetings. Like when people join a church and they go through that membership process, I host a table for that. I'm really glad that the Lord allows me to to do that. And I help, you know, in leadership with the young adults group called Paradigm. 
Even in my weakness, I am thankful that I am indispensable to the church. Outside the church, I work in campus ministry to build relationships with college students. I can work in jobs that allow me to share the gospel with my coworkers. And so, if you struggle with inadequacy, dear listener, you're not alone. All of us, to some extent, struggle with inadequacy. If you're in Christ, you matter to your church and God. Let me repeat that one more time. If you're in Christ, meaning if you belong to Jesus, if you confess Him as Lord, if you have declared Him to be your Lord and Savior, if you love Him truly, you matter to your church and God. Like, you matter. And that's that should be a comfort. And I would just encourage you, if you're not a member of a local church, my plea would be to visit a local church in your area that faithfully teaches the scriptures, has members or people that are serious about discipleship and caring for one another, places a high value on the authority of scripture, and proclaims the biblical gospel. If you need any help searching for a local church in your area, I included a link to a church finder in the show notes, so please click on that if if you're having trouble finding a church. When you join a local body of believers, you will have the accountability needed to be a growing disciple of Jesus. Serve in your church. That's, that's what I'm saying here. In the last episode, Students Assemble, I, I interviewed both Noah and Emma. Like, we should be giving back to the church. And you might be a college student listening to this. Like, you're useful to the church. It doesn't matter what you do. Like, you have gifts. Use the gifts God has given you for the edification of the church. Use the gifts you have to serve the Lord in however He may call you. God uses people in many different shapes and forms. So be faithful to the call of Christ in your life. That may mean like, if you're gifted in teaching, if you're gifted in teaching the Bible, but you're nervous, take a risk and go for it. Teach people the word so that they can truly come to know Jesus. Even if you present it in a way where it may seem awkward at first, but God rewards that. You're being faithful. If you have a gift of encouragement, encourage people as you're you know, going around or if you're at work. Tell someone like, hey, I really appreciate you for doing this for me. Thank you for being this for me. I really admire how you have these qualities. I praise God for that. Like, there's so many different gifts that you can use. And if you don't know what those spiritual gifts are, um, there's this assessment called the shape assessment. I'm going to find that and include the link to it in the show notes. But I would encourage you to take that assessment to try to figure out what your spiritual gifts are. But here's my reminder to you, if you're listening to this. Your spiritual gifts are great, but may they be used to point people to Jesus. May they be used in your personal life to point you to Jesus. Because you can have all the spiritual gifts, but if you do it out of a heart of love for others, out of a love for Christ, that makes it more worth it. When you're at work, 
do the best that you can because at the end of the day, what matters most is how you glorify God in your work. If you remember that Christ himself is adequate, even if your day at work does not go as planned, remember that you work for Jesus and he himself is pleased. Dear listener, you do not have to be a large Christian public figure like Lecrae, John MacArthur, Jackie Hill Perry, David Platt, or Jonathan Pakluda to do things for the for the Lord, excuse me. These people I listed recognized the depravity of their sin. They realized that they needed a savior, repented of their sin, and confessed with their mouth that Jesus is Lord, and were born again. All these people I've listed, they had humble beginnings, but they were faithful with the gifts that they had, and the Lord used them. Like Lecrae is a rapper, Jackie Hill Perry is a spoken word artist. David Platt is just very passionate about missions. Jonathan Placuto, also known as JP, ministers to young adults. John MacArthur faithfully exposits the word, verse by verse. They all had humble beginnings. And the Lord used that to bless the evangelical environment of our country. The Christian church in America. But in also other places as well. Now, this does not mean you might not make that much of an impact. Like, if you serve in children's church, Emma talked about this in Students Assemble, when she is working in the nursery and watching this, those kids grow up, it's the Lord using her to sharpen those young children who will grow up and one day are thankful that the Lord used Miss Emma to teach them the gospel, to teach them the essentials of the faith. Maybe this will bring you some comfort. The pastor who leads a small country church faithfully in rural Kansas, like think about, I'm going to say a town, Wakani. Wakani, Kansas. It's in between Hayes and Colby. There's a small country church out there. And they preach the same gospel that JP preaches. We'll be back after a brief break. Hey, what's up, everyone? We really appreciate you listening to episodes here on Tethered. If you've been impacted in any way by these episodes, please subscribe to the podcast to keep up to date on when episodes drop. Also, if you enjoy this podcast, will you please consider rating this podcast in your favorite podcasting app? Please leave us a comment. Finally, please share this podcast with your friends and family on social media, or however you share things, we would really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Tethered. Now, back to the episode. And he's well-known. This guy in the rural Kansas church? Not as well-known. They are both equally important. Because they're both being faithful to the call of God in their life by serving their church and preaching the word to him. And you dear listener, are equally as important. Meaning, like God can use you and your gifts to help bless others for the sake of the gospel and for helping others grow in their faith. You're on the same page as John MacArthur or JP or even this rural Kansas pasture. And so, let me encourage you with this. Allow fellow believers to come alongside you to help you grow. You are necessary 
for the sake of the gospel. You're indispensable. Press into Jesus when you have doubt. He saved you. He is making you white as snow. Remember that the gospel made an impact in your life. And you will not feel inadequate. He is working through you. Trust Him. Jesus is adequate when we feel inadequate. Remember the words of Jesus. My grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. This should bring you some comfort. In the beginning, I asked you if the, the question, if you feel like your life counts. So, do you feel like your life matters? Do you feel like the Lord is using you? Let me go back to Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg. Yes, Bill Gates did invent the computer as we knew it today. Like A lot of us probably work in offices where we use Windows computers or in schools that have Windows computers. You might have a Windows laptop. He invented that. That's great. It changed the world forever. Mark Zuckerberg invented Facebook. And the company has grown to be called Meta Platforms that now owns Instagram, WhatsApp, the Facebook app, Messenger, all those things. He changed the world by changing the way we communicate. But here's the thing. You don't have to be like Bill Gates or Mark Zuckerberg. Those are great guys. But you don't have to be like them. You can make a difference in the world by being involved in the lives of others in the smallest way possible. Earlier I mentioned rock star Christians. Or you could say big time Christians. Dear listener, you don't have to be a big time Christian. You don't have to be that. You can just be who you are as God knitted you to be. And you can make a difference by just serving in the smallest way. Like an example would be if you're a hairstylist. I have a friend that's a hairstylist. That's It may seem mundane to cut people's hair and to brush people's hair and to dye people's hair. But the reason why she does it is because she loves Jesus and she wants to make an impact in the lives of her clients that may not know Jesus. And that's something small. It's not big or profound. Like, my encouragement to you is just to be a friend to your friend who may not know the Lord and just, you know, show them the gospel. Preach the gospel to them. But also be their friend and meet them where they're at. Did you know that Jesus, fully God and fully man, came as a baby in the most humble way possible to this earth? Like, Jesus himself know, knew what it was like to come from a place of humbleness. He was a carpenter. He grew up in Nazareth. His parents were poor. Earthly parents, at least. And... The Lord used them to redeem people to forgive the sins of every single person that has ever walked on this earth and will walk on this earth if they place their faith and trust in Him and repent of their sin and believe that He rose again. You want your life to count? Press into Jesus. Let Him use you even in the smallest of ways, to bless and impact others for the kingdom. You will never know how much of an impact you can make and how, how that will bring glory to God forever. 
Now, it doesn't mean like you can't start a podcast, you can't be an influencer, or maybe the Lord will cause you to become someone well-known. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, and Jenny Allen, a well-known speaker, spoke about this at a conference called Awaken that I went to in Dallas back in September, said this, like, can't remember what she said per word, like, but she essentially said, like, we all want to do great things for God. But changing diapers in the nursery, taking someone out to coffee that may be struggling with, with sin, is just as important as doing great things for God, like going on mission trips or, you know, being this big influencer. Like, God sees it all the same. He honors it all. Like, he, all he wants you to do is to minister to the least of these. And every one of us, to some extent, is the least of these. We all need grace. We all need forgiveness. We all need to come to grips of the reality that apart from God, we're nothing. And so, my encouragement to you, dear listener, is just let God use you. Let God use you. Because going back to this First Peter pa- uh, passage, it says, just as each one has received a gift, use it to serve others. Meaning, you have a gift. Try to figure out what that gift is and use it to serve others in the church, in your workplace. Because it's given to you as a gift. And you're called to be good stewards of this gift. Good stewards of the varied grace of God. And so... If anyone speaks, let it be as one who speaks God's words. Use these words to encourage people, to lift people up, to maybe rebuke someone, to bring them back to Christ in love and grace. If anyone serves, let it be from the strength God provides. Meaning, like, when you serve at your local church, remind yourself that you need to stay tethered to Jesus. Meaning, abiding in Jesus. Not just for the sake of ministry, but because you actually enjoy Him. And when you truly enjoy Him, then that will cause you to go and serve. And here's why. So that God may be glorified through Jesus Christ in everything. So the reason why you serve is because God is glorified when you serve others. God's name is made known when you serve. And so, dear listener, my encouragement to you, is trust Jesus because He is adequate. Even when you feel inadequate. Because we are inadequate. But Jesus is adequate. And so I want to just end our time in prayer. And we'll see you next time for the next episode. Lord Jesus, we are so grateful that God, You are so good to us. Thank You for being adequate. Thank You for being gracious and good and faithful. God, for the listener that may be listening to this who has been convicted, God, of this message, I just pray that you would use that to turn their heart to to see that, God, they can be used, that they're indispensable. Even if they feel weak, God, you're strong. And I pray that they would see that. Thank you again for your grace to us. And I pray that your will would, con- would continue to be done and Thank you, Lord, for being a faithful father. In your son's name, we pray these things. Amen.
you for listening to Tether. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and family. Please also tap the subscribe button to receive notifications when new episodes are published. You can also follow Tethered on Instagram by clicking on the link in the episode notes. Hope this episode has encouraged you, built you up, and blessed you. To God be the glory. See you next time. God bless.